नमस्ते अबाउट द ट्वेंटी फोर्थ अप्रिल नाइनटीन ट्वेंटी द मदर गेव ए मैसेज इन नाइनटीन थर्टी सेवन एंड द मैसेज इज राधर देन वॉज द एनिवर्सरी ऑफ माई रिटर्न टू पाण्डिचेरी विच वॉज द टैंजेबल साइन ऑफ द श्योर विक्ट्री ओवर द एडवर्स फोर्सेस so she is speaking of return because the mother came on 29th march which is the first time she came to pondicherry 1914 and as soon as she came like the shakti she is she started creating the whole world she started the new idea honesty stores the arya started so straight away she started creating a new creation um world was not ready and we saw that the world came in the grip of the first world war throes of the first world war all the vital forces stooped down to ensure somehow that this doesn't happen but as always evil darkness can be victorious only temporarily it cannot be permanent this something we must always remember that this when mother was asked what is it that we should teach the children she said one thing they must know the certitude of truth's final victory satyamev jayate nanritam of course this truth is that which is taking place deep within our own being that truth and it is bound to be victorious it will manifest itself but when they came together and the new creation started straight away we see the first world war came and they were to be separate separated and this separation is not just a separation of 5 years it's a age long story uh, from the very origin of creation and when we read the mother's first prayer after she leaves pondicherry in 1915 she speaks about the harsh solitude and one is reminded of the original separation which took place between the lord and his shakti recounted so beautifully in rigveda um, where the story as the story goes the shakti of the lord separated from him why because the one wanted to become many so the task of making many out of the one was given to the shakti that's we see is repeated in you know life and creation itself so she separated and went further and further further away to create the many to put them in a nice uh, you know in a womb of darkness from where they will start their journey back and it, there came a time when she was as if in a state of complete oblivion and unconsciousness this is the great sacrifice of the world mother which shubindu speaks of in savitri on the other hand void of shakti what happened to brahman she is she is called as brahmajaya so brahmajaya became bhimajaya the heavy dark matter that's how the name comes or to put it uh, another way gauri became kali mahagauri became kali in the dark uh, obscurity of matter so what happened to brahman brahman also became shunyam so you see those who try to go away from the manifestation discarding shakti and the manifestation and prakriti they enter into shunyam because that status of the one became because he was void of the shakti and then the return started and in the return the gods the first god the god who notices where she has gone is varuna and it is soma who goes ananda which is there in creation which always pulls us upward see how it operates is that 
if we are not experiencing the delight of creation that means actually we are not progressing mother put it very interestingly she said happiness is not the goal of creation the goal is progress and if you progress then you get happiness so it is this ananda which started pulling things upward and it's the nature of ananda too you know it's ever dissatisfied playful youthful so it keeps pulling us upward and upward and upward and if we stop progressing become static then we experience that state in which ananda changes into pleasure pain suffering and ultimately a state of complete dullness a state of lack of all feelings indifference uh, monotone so this ananda began to uh, invite her and step by step he started leading the shakti upward and as she was coming because she is uh, after all the shakti she started creating so she created this material world in which also we see that drop of ananda that's why even in pure material creation we can experience that joy is very strange why do material images pictures even sometimes photographs uh, they give a joy because it is there inside it and then step by step shakti builds the worlds and she begins to return so those steps we know are the evolutionary steps first matter then after creating this material universe he expands so we have the vital worlds and expands into the full cosmic consciousness but from there she must go still further so there comes mind which must shoot beyond the cosmic into the transcendent so these are the three steps of the shakti the individual the cosmic and the transcendent and in the process we see the evolutionary process so it is only at the level of the mind that there is a possibility of transcending itself mind has this possibility of going beyond itself into the utter transcendent so this is the story of the return and why this is called as victory because opponent of this return this return means once again brahman and the shakti are joined together she becomes once again brahmajiya the fair mother the beautiful mother by his side and this um, that inconscient where the shakti had gone doesn't want so ravana doesn't want sita to go back to rama if you want to take the ramayana story why would he he knows that if sita is here he is safe and he doesn't realize that the very thing that you know <laughs> saves you is the very power that slays you if you do not know how to hold it so he tries to capture sita by force whereas sita could have been held back with love but ravana doesn't know so in the process step by step we see that shakti just her presence there and he is not able to contain it so the entire um, forces that that separate her from her lord they are destroyed so what really are these adverse forces that mother is speaking about adverse forces essentially if we go to the root they are forces which keep us away from the divine in one simple word how do they keep us away from the divine they create depression with depression we have no energy we don't want to go further we don't have the urge to progress or they create a state of despair on the brink there's better to die it's no use you know living at all or they create a state of doubt which clouds the mind completely or they create the sense of unfitness how can you go to the divine somebody once asked that you know i feel i am not uh, pure enough to go to the divine i said if you are pure enough you don't need to go to the divine <laughs> so, <laughs> and who can be pure enough frankly speaking <laughs> it is precisely because we are impure enough that we need to go to the divine so this uh, they will give all kinds of suggestions guilt depression is their characteristic way of action 
or anger, excitement, everything that clouds us and therefore makes us sink into the narrow hole. And their pakka instrument, 100% instrument is the ego, Mr. Ego. So they press upon the ego, they bring in the forces of nature which attack us and then at the end they declare that you are no good, you are unfit. And so there is one sinks into a hole and they keep us away. Now as far as this is between the human consciousness and the divine, it's easier to take care. The divine can override if there is one little opening, one little call, little slight opening to the grace. He says they cannot stand. One drop of true love and they can vanish. But the problem is much deeper and that problem is, as we see also in Savitri, material world and the divine, there is a big gulf. All manifestation is on the basis of matter. And these forces create an impossible seeming gulf between matter, material creation and the divine. That's why we see that till date all spiritual movements uh, keep on, most of them, there are hints here and there, but most of them say that if you want this worldly life, material life, then you have to abandon the quest for the spiritual life. And if you want the spiritual life, then you have to leave worldly life. The two are uh, regarded as opponents and antagonists. And it is true that this is the appearance. But you see, when people um, oppose each other, it is also because they are attracted to each other. They deeply love each other. But the only way they know to engage is through this kind of mutual opposition. After all, what is opposition? It's a wrestle. Can you wrestle without really holding the hands and touching the hands, throwing off sometime this way and at other time, other way. So this is the wrestle which is going on between the divine and this material existence. So her coming back, return of the mother finally, means that this process which had started in the origin, the story which began with the uh, Brahmajaya going and becoming Bhimajaya, becoming this obscure matter, this story has reached its grand finale. So, once this happens, her union with the divine, uh, with the Lord, uh, the Lord and his Shakti, uh, in material embodiments, we can say the mother and Shurabindo, marks the beginning of a new creation. Because up till now, the creation that was there was invariably separated from the divine. Anything taking birth in matter, confining itself to matter, meant that the, by the very fact you are born in matter, at most your consciousness can escape and liberate itself with great effort because you are in the grip of matter. But matter itself uniting with the divine is an impossibility. But now they are coming together means that a new creation is destined to appear upon earth in which they will be materially the embodiments. Matter itself will be transformed in such a way that it will no more be prone to any kind of separation with the Lord. So this, this is a redemption of material creation which is described in, of course, the Bible also uh, in different ways, in different uh, kinds of spiritual literature where the divine contact ultimately redeems matter. And it is for this that we see that the mother and Shurabindo have been laboring since they are coming together finally. Subsequently, when after uh, 29th February 1956, when this tangible sign turned into a certitude. The mother gave another very interesting message. So, first she gave the message, the anniversary of my return to Pondicherry, which was the tangible sign of the sure victory over the adverse forces. So, it was the sign. And the sign changes into a certitude. 
and there she said on 24th april 1956 the manifestation of the supramental upon earth is no more a promise but a living fact a reality so 1920 was a clear sign but the victory takes place um, in 1956 it is at work here and one day will come when the most blind the most unconscious even the most unwilling shall be obliged to recognize it why because we are blind because of the fact that we enter into matter and we assume a material body now this body itself will be able to recognize the divine presence and change and then she said something very interesting i am speaking of a supramental manifestation evident to all even the most ignorant as the human manifestation was evident to all when it happened to all those who aspire she is making it very clear this manifestation will one day be evident even to the most ignorant human being because this is the question often asked the question is that well tangible sign of sure victory and the supramental manifestation they appear all words where is it where is it so we can take one of the two approaches one is wait and watch and just as chimpanzees suddenly saw human beings appear but the bus is gone you can only see it happening you can participate you will see a new species a new creation rising right in front of you but you will feel that you have lost that time other is to develop oneself because the new creation is there in a subtle body in a subtle frame in some dimension of consciousness to put a more um, language consistent with physics today it is there in some dimension and we can awaken and rise to that dimension we can try to and consciously participate in bridging our material body our material creation with the divine there that's that way we can participate in it so these are one of the two because she has said very clearly it will be visible just as human beings when they appeared were visible to others already uh, in a sense this is become visible not in terms of the material body but in terms of consciousness you can see those you know it's a feel that you get very clearly that there is something like a new species emerging out of the old which uh which can understand the old and knows that this is a dated thing i'm not talking of the fashionable new things but it knows that the ways are very different but the old cannot understand this new creation like the human being could understand the chimpanzee but the chimpanzee cannot understand the human so it is already emerging in terms of consciousness based upon this material body it is beginning to become evident but even when the new body will come then be evident to everybody and she says wait so what we have to do while we wait open yourself to the new light that has dawned upon earth and a luminous path will spread in front of you how to open to the new light come out of the old lamps what are the old lamps all the voices that tell us that no it cannot be first thing is that what is that new light something which has never happened till date but something which we always aspire for which humanity has waited for that's why she says humanity has waited for it for thousands of years see that one line in savitri book 1 uh, canto 3 a world's desire compelled her mortal birth so humanity has always desired wanted it but it has never happened but now is the time when it is happening 
and uh, if we can put all our energies in that direction that would be wonderful so on 24th april 1956 he gave a very interesting message people often ask when will it happen how will it happen she says without care for time without fear for space surging out purified from the flames of the ordeal so ordeal will be there she speaks about this preparation process purification process uh, even to receive the mind the human consciousness has to be molded and made ready so to receive the supramental consciousness the new consciousness uh, the body mind life heart have to be prepared so it has to go through a ordeal she says doesn't matter go through the ordeal we shall fly without stop towards the realization of our goal the supramental victory so this victory is the victory over matter and since everything upon earth is based on matter so this victory would start at several levels victory over the mind which is immersed out of matter means it big changes into a mind of light that's what the mother spoke about shirbindu spoke about this heart which beats within the cage of matter this life force which is tied to matter and its pursuit what does it mean normally our emotions are tied to our immediate material surroundings and people with whom we are connected physically but automatically we see that love in man is stretching beyond these boundaries it's wanting to bring in a new form new dimension new aspect life energy going around material things my bodily life my vital existence that's it but this life energy must suddenly by the touch of the supramental grow luminous and seek for things that energy which is uh, neither exhausted and which en- which is given to us to manifest the divine will upon earth and finally this body itself so she says without care for time without fear for space surging out purified from the flames of the ordeal now we need not go through the ordeal ordeal is if we do not uh, do the awaken the flame of tapasya there are two ways of purifying oneself one is yoga it's a conscious process so you go through internal concentration of dynamic will upon the goal the other is through roga and roga comes via bhoga so one is yoga conscious if you don't want to do yoga still it will be done so people take it very nicely oh then is very fine we'll not do anything all right so we can do bhoga right divine says any which way you go i'll meet you at some point i'll meet you <laughs> that some point maybe lord what is this human body i misused it abused it now it is full of roga do something about it so you say now do yoga okay fine no choice left <laughs> so we have two options one is to go through the tapasya needed and do it gladly then it becomes very easy the sanlit path surrender surrender also is a kind of tapasya surrender means that i'll listen only to the divine and no other so very simply surrender means this <laughs> if i surrender to somebody it means now i am going to obey that person i can't say i have surrendered to you but i'll do my will so he'll say okay then you better be free 
Surrender implies that now I'll no more listen to the voices of my ego and desire, but listen only to the divine. It's very difficult. It's very exacting, painstaking in details. Central surrender is easy. That my life is for you. I'll work for you. I'll live for you. That is easy. But when this surrender begins to manifest in details of life, where we discover there are so many activities, so many movements which are moved by self-will. So they all have to be slowly tuned and that creates the ordeal. So one is that we go through either a conscious, willing, glad surrender or else that sacrifice is imposed upon us and ultimately we go through that whatever ordeal is required and we are purified. But these are the two options left before man. And finally, something very interesting she said, Such an ardent faith would be needed. The victory has been won, but we can't see it. Except with the eye of faith and the flame of aspiration. So what is needed, she knows. Because they have prepared something thousands of years ahead. They have said, Mother and Shurabinda have said very clearly. They never said that, you know, um, suddenly one day you all will wake up and see your body is transformed and, you know, you have become superman or super yogis. They said it will take time, 300 years, 1000 years. She gave example of human beings when the mind manifested. Eight or nine subspecies came between the first Vanara, the animal man, monkey man and the human being as we find today. And then even as we find today and modern humanity has taken a million years. So even when you compress it, 1000 years is nothing. But she said wait for a 1000 years for the new species to manifest. And a few hundred years for the supramental manifestation to become evident. So what do we do when we wait? We have faith, we aspire and we endure. And if we are not ready for it, because we are trained to fast food restaurants, go there, give a money, get McDonald's. Divine will say, excuse me, I am a bit old fashioned. So like in ancient India, mothers used to cook on the nice chula, light up the flame. And slow cooking, but it's very nice, very tasty. Said so that's what my business is. I don't do McDonald's and KFC. So we have this option. If we want something like a quick, well, there is nothing like that. What can be created in in a jiffy also vanishes like that. So that is what the vital world creates. It'll give all kinds of suggestions. Oh, this is the new creation. This is the new consciousness. Because it wants man to be distracted. But we have to remember that this is a passage. And the passage may bring its own share of pain. And we should not deter from that. Rather we should have faith and endurance. Such an ardent faith would be needed. You see the force is so active. And one of the things he says is lies that have gone on for years are becoming visible. What is it doing? Tearing off every mask. Very painful. I are so used to wear a mask. All masks are being ripped off. Because the force is active. Such a force of truth would be needed. You know a force that would be great enough to overcome all that. The mixture is everywhere. For me victory is certain. But I don't know if it's tomorrow. Or I don't know what road we will take to get there. Victory is certain, that's obvious. 
but what road are we going to take to get there and it very much depends on our individual position that's what they don't understand we must cling cling so tightly to the truth that nothing can touch us it always comes back to the same thing what you will lord what you will but that has become formidable and as an after note we can close with exactly what we saw in the last two years everybody was getting ready to preparing to celebrate the 100th year of the mother's final coming the mother's devotees and disciples will do this will arrange this program and that program but there was another thing round the corner which the divine shakti was she has come to meet the lord and lord's 150th anniversary is coming so what did she said are you people ready forget about my final coming are you ready for the lord and we see that the last two years she has made sure that we are being made ready <laughs> she has see isn't it very interesting that 24th april 2020 we missed the anniversary darshan that's what we were waiting for exactly 2 years have passed and now 24th april 2022 we are going to have the darshan what was the shakti doing the divine mother said i have come but what is this state you still believe it dated things this world is still so full of lies so full of hypocrisies and falsehoods if you look at two years individuals men countries continents have been shaken up and all that was buried inside the human consciousness fear greed everything has surged up they are the adverse forces that do not want the victory to be won but those who stand by their faith are they who stand very beautifully shubindu says the hour of god mother says when the old bases are shaken it is the hour of god and each insincerity of nature once a defense against the eye of the master now becomes a gap in the armor and it invites a blow so all this was happening last two years <laughs> and then she says but they who can stand on the truth of their purpose they will stand one has to hold on take it as a purification process just stay firm with faith and aspiration and the victory has been won it will begin to manifest it is beginning to manifest there are those who can actually experience how the victory is manifesting in different layers of an individual of countries and of course of earth itself namaste